How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Team Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jake Schultz. Joins me on my left, Zulfi Shake. What's up? What's up? Back in your normal spot. Bit good to see you there. In the middle, Spencer Kloss. And on the right, Mr. Daniel. Hi. How's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Yeah? Pretty good. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah, you look weird. I do. I do. (laughs) I think your haircut looks really nice, Zulfi. Thank you. you I appreciate it. Uh, we have a, a guest, like a fan in this podcast. It's kind of weird, like our first ever fan just sitting in the corner. So if you hear like an occasional noise coming from it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's our, uh, that's our. So you should be clapping. You should be clapping that the episode started. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> you know what? I kind of want him to like just casually toss that in if there's a take he likes and he just you know agrees with it. Just hear that in the back. Then you know. Uh, it's, I love that. You know what? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Just whenever you feel like it, not don't overdo it. But when it, the moment calls for it, you know, let us know. Yeah. Is Ryan Galati super fan of the Dream Team podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. Welcome back. everyone back to the Dream Team podcast. It's been a while since we've sat here all because Zolfi left us last week and it's been oh. a couple weeks off. But we are back and we're going to get straight into the Dream Team draft because the season is rapidly approaching and we still have some positions to be picking, boys. Yep. The first one we're going to be doing today. Let's go for a little uh, small. Let's go. Let's go for a little small forward, <laughs> go, shall we? Go through a little small. Go a little small. Let's, small go, let's, let's get, get a little, little small, small out here. We're getting a little small with some yeah. small forwards. So, like always. Zolfi is going to be telling us our order after we go through and talk about what teams that we had already previously picked. Does mm-hmm. anyone have the list up? No, sir. No. <laughs> no one Beautiful. here does. Should probably get that. We were all so well prepared. Oh, wait, I got it. I got, it I got it. There we go. Zolfi, go through and tell us who we picked. All right. So we'll start with our point guards. So with point guards, we had Jake with Steph Curry, De'Aaron with the first Fox. Pick. Yeah, he had first picks. He took Steph, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young. Daniel had Luca, Tyrese Halliburton, Darius Garland. I had Shea, John Morant, and Kyrie Irving. And then Spencer <laughs> had Dame, Jamal Murray, and probably the most slept on Jalen Brunson in there. Yeah. Deserves more respect. Yeah. And then uh, shooting guards, we move on. Daniel had the first pick. He took Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, and Tyrese Maxey. I had second pick, taking Devin Booker, Jordan Poole, and CJ McCollum. I got a lot of flack for the Jordan Poole pick, by the way. I had a couple of people. I don't, I don't agree with uh, people hating on that that much. Yeah, like we decided last week that that's probably what tanked your. Yeah, because you had zero percent until like the last four hours. People were a lot of people saying I reached on that. I feel like at the moment where it was, I feel like it was a decent pick. But you know, fair enough. I think I am just banking on him being good this season, but we'll see. I think people are just low on him after last season. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, Spencer was third. Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, my favorite of the th- of the four. I think very strong picks by Spencer, and uh, Jake with Bradley Beal, Anthony Edwards, and Emmanuel Quigley, tied for first. Yeah, yeah I thought Spencer was gonna win. As I well. thought he was gonna blow it out. I of the thought water. for sure. Yeah. Zolfi voted for me, and I voted for me, and then I still tied Zolfi. Yeah, Zolfi, you never you don't you don't vote for yourself, eh? I never vote for myself. What a humble man. Wow, <laughs> grow up, bro. Wow. <laughs> if you guys, if want- I actually think my team's the best, I will. But sometimes, like most times, I just thought other teams were pretty good. 
If you guys want to vote, guy. because we only had 20 votes on that one, and we had more in our first vote, and we know you guys are listening. So if you want to vote, follow us on Twitter. No, not X post. Follow us on Twitter at dream underscore team pod. You can see all of our picks there, and you can vote, and you can be in the conversation to hear who's going to trigger who for the combos, because this is bragging rights among the group. Uh, Jake will be the one triggered. Spoiler alert. No. <laughs> when am I ever triggered? No, okay. Never. Someone just insert the clip of the Desmond Bane moment back in this one. <laughs> do you think the lack of votes has to do uh, i'm just throwing this out there shooting guards the the least like position Probably, out there yeah. i think so right? least star yeah. power yeah I least so. star power i think there's a lot of shooting guards that people just have negative opinions on jalen brown the whole like can't do anything with his left hand devin booker's a guy who's been getting a lot of hate recently he's not anyone's favorite shooting guard anymore i don't think and there's just a couple guys in there dejounte murray who daniel ended up picking even though he seems to think dejounte murray is not a great guy but <laughs> you know, there's. I don't, I don't think know. he's a bad guy. Just you know, just a little bit of a hothead on the court sometimes. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if small forwards get more love. Let's do it. I think so. Yeah. I think it's a really popular position. Yeah. This is arguably the most stacked position in my eyes. Really? Yeah. I thought I point guard. Really? I thought point guard. Yeah. This this one gets after the first couple it gets a little hard for me. Just Ooh, wait till yeah. I pick yeah, Kuzma I, I first round. Yeah. You know, go for it. <laughs> all right, Zolfi. Give us that order. All right. Uh, quick reminder how this works. You can make your pick, but if there's ever a debate, we all have to agree on it together. Going off vibes more than anything, well, we just feel like this player is more of a three, four, whatever. We just get to decide. Whatever the group decides, we adjust based off of that. Make sense? Cool. Uh, Sounds great. And it is snake. It is a snake draft. So far, Jake's got the first pick. Daniel's got the first pick. So now it's between me and Spencer. And the first pick in the small forward draft goes to Spencer. Oh, Ooh. congrats, Finally, Spencer! Yeah. You've really been hurting with these draft picks. Heard so congrats, pick. man. Yeah. Speaking of microphone, oh boy. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was like that really up. awkward pause? It was extremely I was looking, awkward. I was at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a while. We're rusty. We'll get back to it. Okay, Spencer gets the first pick of this round. Spencer, where's your head at? What are you thinking? I don't really know. Yeah, good start. <laughs> you have arguably like the best pickings for the first. There's so yeah, many maybe, different ways you can take that's this. that's the problem, though, you know? I think there's two. Kind of like when someone just falls in your lap. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah? You like when Kyle Lowry falls in your lap? You're a fan of that? Who doesn't? <laughs> that. Yes. You like Jack uh, Harlow out there? Am I, picking, am I picking right now? Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, you. Yeah, first oh, pick. I thought we were doing the order first. No, that is Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Your pick is in? Yeah. The pick is in. All right, with the first pick in the small forwards portion of this draft, I am picking Jason Tatum. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. You know what? I feel like, is it crazy for me to say that feels like a bit of a no-brainer? Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I well, think there's only two names. Personally. You were super high on him for MVP, names, yeah. so I feel like it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I had a feeling yeah. you'd pick him. He's probably out of the, the quote-unquote star guys. He's the youngest. That's you know the thing. I mean? Like it, it also is like who would you build your future around kind of thing and like probably the next pick i don't know if a lot of people would do that because yeah. they're aging so they, and i would I say he's like part. out of the names that we're probably going to see he's got to be the most reliable out of all of them right now just based on availability that's that's like what, that's what yeah. pushes yeah. me like over 100 yeah right yeah, that's what pushes me over he's averaging these. 30 points like nine rebounds four and a half assists like he's set up for an mvp season too like Okay. Yeah, no big injuries. Yeah, uh, unlike some of these names. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Tatum for sure. I like the pick. Yeah. All right, second pick. It is Jake. Oh okay. baby. Oh God. 
I think this one's a no-brainer, no? I feel like there's yes, like... sir, Kyle Kuzma coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that. Andrew Wiggins for you. You're a big Canadian basketball guy. Come on. I don't know, man. Lou Dort, maybe? Dylan Brooks, huh? Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Got to be in contention. Hey, my stock and my love for Dylan Brooks has kind of risen through this tournament. I think okay? it has for everyone. Uh, it has to. And, and with will, the boxing we will talk gloves. About bah, that. Bah, bah. We will talk about that 100%. All right. Um, I mean, look... I, I mean, I kind of have to at this point. He's no, no, my pick is in. With no shine of slowing down anytime. Yeah, second pick. I'm going with LeBron James. Really? Interesting. I'm going with LeBron James. Wow. That's not when you That's started that. I I'm going. I mean, you're right that he's not really showing slowing down, but when you said that, I think we all thought of a different player. I yes. was nodding my and head we'll in agreement. who has the third pick. Because yeah. yeah. I think the third pick is going to be the player we all thought. We yeah. all thinking uh, the Raptors legend? Is that who we're all thinking there? No, not no. actually. No. Oh, okay. So. All right, you go, tell us why LeBron. I mean, look, it's LeBron James. Do yep. I really have to say too much more than that? He still averaged 28. Point nine points per game last year yeah. on a ridiculously 50% shooting. Like, still, this guy is so old and he's still doing this. Was one of the best players on the team last year. Didn't have as good of a season or from playoffs, but he was still performing extremely well. He's just Mr. Dependable at this point. He's the reason the Lakers have a renewed chance of even going for a championship once again and that they're still building around him in arguably his last year for the Lakers. He's 38, thir- turning 39 this year, still playing at a ridiculously high level. It's LeBron James. It's the modern-day GOAT. How can you say no to him? Dude, just saying that number, turning 39, just doesn't make Crazy. sense, man. It just doesn't make sense. He's wild. playing like a 34-year-old. He's playing like a fucking 27-year-old. Whoa! Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Damn. We'll bleep it We'll out. bleep that out. And Sorry. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's playing That's like. A, where's, the, where's the swear jar? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's playing like literally like he's still in his prime. Like obviously he takes games off because of the the age and whatnot. But he's a also underrated. He's a career like over fifty percent like field goal um, percentage, which is kind of wild LeBron? to me. LeBron, yeah, it's very impressive. Like for a career of like over like a, what almost twenty years now, like to shoot. That's very very impressive. Over fifty percent, and he's not like a an inside score person. Like he's not big. That to me is super impressive. Yeah, and they just they just signed Christian Wood too. I just want I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that. Yeah, so I want to throw that out there. That's that's a good signing for them. Uh, I also want to say about LeBron. I saw someone say I think it was on Twitter yesterday. He's had like four Hall of Fame careers in one career. Yeah, I saw that graphic. <laughs> do we do we agree the Lakers is a Hall of Fame career? I mean, yeah, kinda. Yeah, it's got to be right. Is it? Finals he, MVP. Okay, one chip. chip. All star every year, right? Is it every year he's got All Star? Yeah, he missed like one year. I think with it that injury, but he still made the team. when they when they the missed the, when they missed the playoffs. Right, and he's made All NBA while there multiple times, right? I think so. If, if not second team, it's third team. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's. I don't know. It's a Hall of Fame the, 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 the one LeBron, ring man. for me. I don't know. Well, how many Finals MVPs aren't in the Hall of Fame? Oh, and Finals MVP. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I don't know. I just feel like it. It isn't been that short of a tenure. It's been a while now, but I. I Four seems like a bit of a stretch to me, but I, I won't argue with that much. I mean, look, he's a 38 year old who led a middling Lakers team to the East, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how you can. And I'm, every, you guys all know me. I'm not a, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but it's hard to argue the longevity and the fact that he's been so productive for this long. And if the Lakers make another Western Conference, like a lot of people are projecting them to this year, like it's hard to argue that it's not a like a four time Hall of Fame career. Yeah, yeah I guess. Like you're the Lakers right. are retiring his number regardless of what happens. That feels so weird to me too. But but, it, but you know it's because it's the Lakers and like. I feel like to be a Lakers great, you just have to put together something so like remarkable. But I guess he's also LeBron, and he's already done it, even not as a Lakers player. So they're gonna do it. 
it does it does feel odd for me. Well, he but. did bring them out of a rut that they were in. You know, after yeah. Kobe retired, they were just like in shambles for so long, and then he came along, and for a couple of years they struggled. I feel like Anthony Davis does play a role in that. Like, it's not like yeah. he did much with those youngins. Like, they didn't That's make fair. the playoffs. You know what he did do is he really brought up their value and then traded them. Yeah, so. he literally he he, <laughs> lit, he lit GM the the heck out oh, of that situation. It really is crazy looking back at those players that he got traded away and how talented they are nowadays. Yeah, it's and it's so good. funny that every single one of them has a tweet from LeBron saying he's special, yeah. <laughs> and then they got traded the next year. Also, I saw a tweet that like people are like after Christian Wood signing are apparently saying this is like one of LeBron's deepest teams like, with the Lakers. I don't know if I like. They're good. I, Are they really that deep? Yes, like, they're yeah. very deep. You guys know I'm not deepest that high on Christian Wood. So. Not LeBron. Yeah, team, no, yeah. not LeBron team. No, that Lakers Lakers deepest, team I can see. Deepest LeBron teams have to be the, one of those Heat teams, yeah, right? For Definitely. Sure. Yeah, like Definitely. that. Those teams are stacked. But just I'm looking curious. at that team is hard. And Christian Woods, they got him for like peanuts. And yeah, yeah. I that team's so deep. You're gonna have D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench with Christian Wood and a bunch of like, come on, they're they're so good. Side convo though, like, are we are we optimistic on the Lakers? What are we thinking? I I don't know if a conference finals is back in their futures. I think they're a good team. I just I'm not optimistic about Christian Wood. I don't know. I, I've said this before. I don't see him as a type that's willing to drop his production in order to better the team. You know, I yeah. don't see him as a type. Yeah, I don't think he's shown that at, uh, in any of the teams that he's gone to. Um, and like I said before, I, I think he's the best player on a bad team. Yeah, he, so. he's definitely fit that mold very well, and he hasn't yeah. really fit anything else so far in his career. Yeah, like I'm not trying to dog the guy or yeah, anything yeah. like that, but you know, uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not as high on the signing as maybe other people are. I'll dog him. He's a terrible defender. There you go. He is a terrible he's defender. He's an awful defender. Yeah. Atrocious. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll there see. you go. There's our reaction to Christian Wood signing with the Lakers. <laughs> also, right. we might as well throw it out. Danny Green, shout out. He's going back to the yeah. Sixers again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, wow. why on some random... Tuesday at like eleven fifteen at night. Did both, both of, them of them sign yeah. after weeks of nothing in the NBA? Probably something. Where you think they have the same agent or something? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Everyone Weird. has Rich Paul, don't they? No. Basically. I mean, if Christian would have Rich Paul, he would be getting a lot more money <laughs> than he got. So, That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Yeah. LeBron at number two. Number right, three. Next pick. I guess right. it's Daniel. Uh, well, it's, it is be. not. It is me. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It is now me. You gave me a really tough decision now. Yeah, you were in for a tough time. You I are. think I have a pretty easy decision here. My pick is in. Your pick is in? Yeah. All righty. This worked out incredibly well for me because everyone knows I'm a big fan of this guy, and I have been. It is no other than the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant. Okay. I, I think at this point he kind of fell in my lap, not as comfy as Kyle Lowry falling in your lap, but I'll take it. A bit bonier, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Durant still doing his thing. He only played 47 games last year, which is a little tough, obviously. But the whole situation with Brooklyn happening, injuries and stuff, obviously played a role in it. But still, averaged 29 points a game, like seven rebounds, five assists, shooting 56% from the field, 40 from. The, he's still Kevin Durant. Like he's gonna be incredible with this team as well. I think it's gonna be an adjustment period early for them, but he's probably. Like, without a debate, still a top three small forward in the league. I think it's just really hard to argue against that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I love Kevin Durant. He would be uh, my third pick if I got it. He'd also be my second pick if I got second pick. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought when Jake said uh, thing. He's aging, but he's still really good. That's so, yeah. Right? Here's where, I'm, here's where I'm standing. Okay. He has played power forward for the past five years. No. He does not play my a lot of power forward. No, no, no. Since Brooklyn. Forward. Okay. Since Phoenix, he is power forward. And that is why I didn't pick him, because I don't countify him as a small really? forward. Really? I Should get he's played, he's played small forward 
basically his entire career, but he has completely shifted over. And we said three years is the minimum on our last pod draft. So that's why I didn't pick him. Okay. Do we want to put this up for a vote? I'm willing to I think to we go should put it. it up for a vote. I, again, um, off vibes, if I can like make my case, I still think he's more of a three than a four, especially in a lot of – I think in Phoenix especially, like this year, he's going to be with the guys they have there in the bigs. Like they have like with the Drew Eubanks now and DeAndre Aiden. I think he's going to be more of a three. I can see him. He obviously will play minutes at the four for sure. I don't know. If I'm going just off pure vibes – like Jason Tatum and him play very similar, and if Jason Tatum's a three, I'm taking Kevin Durant as a three. That's my case. I'm with Zolfi. All the same reasons. Spencer? He's a small, he's always uh, been a small player. I have nice. to agree with Zolfi because right. because we said before, right. if the person can play center, small ball center, then they're more of a power forward. If they're more of like a wing shooter, then they're. And we saw them try small ball center with KD in the net system. It did not work. No, it was a very short time they tried it, but it was did not work. Fair enough. I yeah. was just. Going off of last, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no, okay. No, that's fair. unacceptable. All right. All right. No, well, okay. also, to, I, sorry. No, no, either way, ahead. the top three picks were always going to be those three guys. Right. Yeah, that's right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have the hardest pick. In the yeah, you have right a now. very difficult pick this to make. Is very also, tough. I'm curious. I'm going to name you the Kevin Durant nicknames. Tell me which ones you like. There's a couple here that I've never heard, so I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> uh, but there's Durantula. I think that's one that's been p- around. That's K- an old one. Yeah, KD obviously, yeah. which is the main one. Slim Reaper, like I mentioned, and then Easy Money Sniper. So those are the four. I've heard all of those. Which one? Which one's your favorite? I'm curious. Slim Reaper. It's not even close. It's right? like the coolest nickname of all time, and I hate that at the beginning of his career he said he did not want it. I think he's opening up to it now, though. Yeah. I, I think I recall him saying that, but that is like the coolest nickname of all time. It fits him so well. It's so cool. Like it's and that's yeah, exactly. It fits him. It fits him yeah. as well. So. He's bought into Easy Money Sniper the most. Like it's his Instagram yeah, handle, his Twitter, Instagram and stuff, yeah. and all that. But what do you think, Jake? Any thoughts? I'm a KD fan. Just Katie, yeah, classic. Just, yeah, Katie's nice, great. easy, simple. I like Crafton or two. Uh, Spencer, I I like Easy Money Sniper the most. Yeah, followed th- by Slim Reaper. But I yeah. think I'm with Easy Money Sniper. Durangelo was a weird one. You're right. It was early in his yeah, career. Was, didn't really last. I'm not a fan of. No that one really did anything one. with it, like in terms of graphics or anything fun. But it just happened. Uh, but yeah, what's a servant in green room? Right. Well, why those are also listed as the his servant? Nickname? And yeah, I don't know why I've the never servant. Never heard of before in my life. Also, his middle name is Wayne. Kevin Wayne Durant. Does that really? make him sound cooler or less cool? I can't decide. Way, way less cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wayne. Like I don't know. I just think of Bruce Wayne, kind of. Even though. Oh, that makes it sound cool as hell. Yeah. Kevin Wayne Durant. I guess that makes it sound. Yeah, cool. but for that, he would have to be the lead guy on his team. I, I just he's think never of, done all right. that. Yeah, he was Finals MVP Whoa. with the Warriors. What are you talking about? Yes, he was Mike the lead drop. guy. Mike, drop. All We're right. Start this debate. Please. No, 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 no. I'm over this. Debate. Another episode. All right, Zolfi with Kevin Durant at number three, which leaves Daniel as the last pick of the first round. All right, guys. You, you got quite the pick. This is the hardest pick really I've players. ever had to make. So you do have a one-two, so you can think of that, but also oh, yeah. think of yeah. the way the graphic will look, because then if you pick one guy care. over, you should, because you know how those And Twitter. Jake going meta, thinking about the way the graphic is going to look. There's I don't levels. care what your opinions are of me. <laughs> There's levels, There's to, levels this. to this game, Daniel. Yeah. All right. Okay. Your pick is in? Yes. Ooh, Ooh. the pick is I think, in. I don't know. Okay, yeah. You get two, so yeah. The, there's two guys I was debating between between because I kind of forgot that I had another pick, so it doesn't really matter anymore. All right, I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets. Mr. Playoff Jimmy. Jimmy Buckets, the one of the clutchest players in the league. He is the definition of a playoff performer. Nobody asked him to prove it in the the regular season like they do with Jamal Murray. He's proven himself enough in the playoffs. He is him. He is so good. I would love him on my favorite team if I could. He's a great player. 
and he is my uh, first overall pick. Hey, Dan, say it one more time. We've, we've missed it for a while. Heat culture. Heat culture, baby. Hey, he fits that mold so well, and he's so cool, and he's very funny. I'm also just a fan. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm also just Fair a fan enough. of his personality. Yeah. He's got that dog in him. He's got the heat culture. So, What do we think about him saying he doesn't care about the FIBA World Cup at all? Very disappointed. Right? Very disappointed. I don't know if I like that. I don't like that. That that was disappointing. I want that tournament to be taken way more seriously. Um, for example, Canada is about to face Serbia, and you could have had NBA champions Jamal Murray facing off against his duo. Yeah, that would have been yeah, so cool. Yeah, that would have been insane. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. That, that would have been, really been cool. so cool, but... Nobody cares about FIBA apparently except for basketball ultras. So like Jimmy's played for Team USA before, which I find odd him saying this. Like it's weird. I'm sure if he wanted to, they would take him, obviously. But 100%. like I just find it odd for a guy who's played internationally to basically say one of the basically the two tournaments which matter, the Olympics and the World Cup for basketball, one of them he's basically just completely undermined. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. I, I, I wish that they took him more seriously. It's just odd, very odd from him. But still great pick, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, he gets better every single time he's in the playoffs. He just consistently shocks everyone. Every single time people forget about his name, he just comes up and smacks you in the face because this guy is a certified baller when it comes to the playoffs, yeah. and that's what you want in a player. I love the pick. I uh, was like, should I at number two? I thought about it a little yeah. bit. Really? I was like, should I? I'm, okay, man, we, we've all talked about how much we love we that Heat's love team him. and how yeah. much we love Jimmy Heat Butler. Culture. We speak his name very well on the Dream Team podcast. So Jimmy, I, Jimmy's a name that, like, when you do see it, you have to go, like, ooh, I don't know, do yeah. I? Because you just you have to like him. Also, which with, uh, sticking with nicknames, Jimmy Buckets or Himmy Butler? Which one we like Jimmy more? Buckets. Jimmy right? Buckets, yeah. Jimmy Buckets. Same. Oh, man. I think Jimmy Buckets is the more, like, go-to nickname, but Himmy Butler just sounds a lot more fun to say. It is a good it, one. It is fun. Jimmy yeah. Buckets Absolutely. is classic. Yeah. All right. All right good right, pick, fair. Dan. You're up next. Second round time. I don't want to go. Oh, you're going. I'll take a pick. pick. You know what? If you don't make a pick and you want to skip, by default, you just get Dylan Brooks. How about we say that? (laughs) Actually, this is between two people. Okay. Um, One is an Iron Man that has only missed like one game in the past like four years. I think you already know who it is. That's very high. I know who you're talking about. Spencer's like, don't touch him. One of my co-hosts is very high on him. I just want to say something. He's not even on my list. Are you joking? I forgot. After you tried oh, to take him in the because you forgot. Okay, okay, that's fair. You literally tried drafting him last like thing with the shooting guard. What are you guards. doing? I, I've told you, it's a hard list to organize. <laughs> it is. It is. I had to look up another list just to get names and organize it myself because I just it's hard to remember all these names. Wait, wait, <laughs> Dan. If I had to guess, you're choosing between an Iron Man and the guy was probably the complete opposite of an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, what I but, thought. But but not not Coactus, not him. The oh. other guy? His, his partner? <laughs> Maybe. His partner? Okay, oh, interesting. Wow. No. Oh, you know Maybe. what? You know, you do you. You do you. Um, man. Eeny, meeny, miny, miny. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just do it. Okay. Do it. Pick's the pick in. is in. Just pick RJ Bear. <laughs> With my second overall pick, I am going... I'm going Paul George. Wow. wow. I don't know about that. Paul George is very overhated. I'm going to get flack for this pick. I'll probably lose the poll on Twitter yeah. just because people are going to say, oh, playoff B, all that <laughs> annoying stuff. Paul George, at his best, is a top 10 player in the league. Go debate a wall. I don't care what you say. Okay? I know availability is a big thing. I really wish he could be available a lot more. But a full season of Paul George, like, that team could be a top three seed with a full yeah. season of Paul George. And I think he's good enough to be the best player 
Uh, actually, hey, I'm not gonna go that far because we've seen it. So yeah, but, listen, he went toe to toe with LeBron. That was crazy. That's a long time ago now, but he's just such a good player. He's efficient, great defender. That's a big thing for me with small forwards. Mm-hmm. I expect him to be a really good defender. Um, I just when I think small forwards, oftentimes I think like they're guarding your best, like the best player on the other team. Doesn't happen every time, but I expect good defense. Uh, and he's an elite defender. He's a good shooter. He's a great ball handler. He's a great passer. He's just the whole nine yards, and I'm very high on Paul George. I always have been. Um, just stay healthy, bro. That's all I ask. Why Why him over his, his partner, Kawhi Leonard? Uh, I know it's actually not a lot of games, but Kawhi's knees are done. Yeah, fair. For the rest of his career. Like, yeah. you guys need to look. I don't know if you guys have, but look up some... I know we're definitely not this group of this crowd is definitely not the type to be like oh like load management stuff we're not those people but to the, to the listeners if you have not looked up Kawhi's injury just look up like a doctor's analysis on Kawhi's injury his knees are never ever going to recover he is going to deal with pain the rest of his life it is a horrible injury and I just don't think he's ever going to play more than like fifty five games in a season ever again yeah that last spurt or that last injury on the clippers was just uh that that was Gigi's as soon as he had that in the playoffs and was out for all the year like you just knew that he was yeah. never going to recover back again and it sucks man because he's such an insanely good talent obviously if he could stay healthy I might have picked him like first if he were fully healthy but mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen anymore and and I know I'm talking about health and Paul George only p- played like six more games than him but Paul George doesn't have like those like career altering injuries the way that I know he hurt his leg really badly. So they snapped his <laughs> yes, ankle. I, I know that part, but he's fully healed from that. Like like yeah. Kawhi is never gonna heal from the knee stuff. And Paul George has healed from his injuries. So that's my pick. It's a okay. controversial pick. Yeah, fair. Uh but I don't care debate a while Paul George, yeah. fully healthy top ten player in the league. No questions. If this was a NBA players turned podcasters draft, he'd be going number one. I think we can all agree on that. He's he's had His a great podcast. Podcast is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know what? That changes things quite a bit. Uh-oh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to still yeah. be there. I'm in a good position right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cal Bridges was was fun, but. He's not the offensive player that Paul George is, so I had yeah. to go Paul George. I don't think Mikhail Bridges is there yet, in my opinion. No, Spoiler that's fair. alert, I'm not picking him. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, my pick's in. Your pick is in. All righty. Yeah, Dan, you raised a lot of good points, but I genuinely just do not no. care. I'm picking Kawhi Leonard. That's <laughs> who I'm going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi Leonard is my pick. Like, I get there's concerns with the injuries, but after his like early season like rough patch, he did get it together, and it didn't really look like as much of a concern. He had ups and downs, which I think is obviously a concern, but that is just what this entire Clippers team is. In my mind, I see it as he played four less games than Paul George. Not really different of a situation. If it's going to happen for them, it's going to have to be this season, and I know we basically say that every year, but at this point with this team, you have to go year by year. And again, it's going to be a big question mark of a what if, and if I have that question mark of a what if of like, who I want to go with between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Not that I have the choice anymore, but if I had to pick, I was going to pick Kawhi Leonard because in my mind, I still see him as the guy like come playoff time, I want the ball in his hands. And I'm not yeah. making the the playoff P jokes or anything. I think he is overhated for what he's done in the playoffs. This is the guy who took LeBron to game seven when he was in Indiana. Paul George yeah. has been good in the playoffs. Like obviously he has some rough stints, but that's different. Uh, So yeah, I think Kawhi Leonard is still that dude. I think he just needs to, it's literally just help. Yeah, that was the only reason yeah, I didn't pick him, which is hypocr- hypocritical because I picked Paul George. Yeah, but, sorry. no, but <laughs> like my thing is, is like I genuinely don't see flaws in Kawhi's game other than health. I like, see no flaws. Exactly, at all. incredible, incredible defender. Obviously, he's he's 
developed so well as an offensive player, obviously, as we know, with his run with the Raptors. And I just think get, like if he's healthy, this guy is a top five player at his position by far in his sleep. Easily. And then he's a top 10 guy in the NBA. Yep. Can, I, can I ask a question? I actually might have asked this already in like one of our first like couple pods. If Kawhi cared about the regular season and didn't have uh, a lot of injuries, where does he rank all time? I honestly think he could have been like top five, top ten if he cared cared about the regular season and did not have any injuries. I'll I'll play devil's advocate and say I think the opposite. If he plays, really? if he doesn't do load management, does he have as much success in the playoffs? Because he's he's gonna get injured either way. So as if he played, no, but like no injury. Oh, let's say like, he had a regular. You're saying he never got injured. Well, like, just like a regular NBA player. Yeah, career. just like okay, then couple, definitely yes. I would say top fifteen, yeah, comfy. Yes. Comfy top fifteen. Yeah. I, I'd say he could strive for top ten. Yeah, it's just a, the regular season awards w- aren't there right now, and that's what They're would change. Not, yeah, especially with this whole like a uh, sixty-five games kicker that they've added. Yeah, that's automatically going to basically take him out of the mix unless he plays sixty-five games, which isn't likely. Uh, but yeah, if you have those in in the mix, I think. Definitely would be a top 15 guy. You get a couple, like one MVP in there, a bunch more like all NBA. He's at five all NBAs. You'd think he would have more by now, but seven time all defense, two time DPOI. Like he's, what do you think? He's top 50 right now, right? Like yeah. He's, yeah. Fifth, yeah. way higher than that. Yeah. yeah I'd like, say he's top 25. I, I want to yeah. say, like, I'd have to look at all the names, but I, I want to push as far to say top 25. It's just he has such a weird rep, especially the last couple there, years. But like when that. do you ever see two guy or one guy win finals MVPs off two separate teams? Yeah. That never happens aside of your name's LeBron James. Like, it just doesn't really happen, right? Yeah, that's true. Also, going back to nicknames, the Claw, Boardman, or Fun Guy. Those Board are three really paid. good nicknames. You like you like Boardman? I just like that motto. The board man gets if, paid. If you say gets paid in the end, then yes. Yeah, let's just look at the claw, board man, and fun guy. I'm a claw guy, but claw. I like I th- board man. I think it's very cringe for Clippers players to call him fun guy and board man. Get your own stuff. He wasn't for your t- there for that. Not at all. No, don't yeah. do it. The year after when he first went to the Clippers and they were doing all that like fun guy and yeah. board man, I'm like, stop. It's not yeah. your thing. It's not yeah. yours. I get it. New Balance kind of took over that because they were his like endorsement we partner. own that that's ours we own no that, one yeah. can take that away from us all of his memes are raptors related i'm so except for the uh, laugh that he has <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait wait one more time i didn't get that do it again uh, there you go <laughs> hey you know what to bleep me for swearing i think we have to bleep that as well that just sounds inappropriate uh my, fa- my favorite underrated Kawhi moment was uh when they had that post game interview and he was wearing the jacket that was New Balance. The Burberry? Yeah. And then oh, yeah. he's I like, love that. This is stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. This is New Balance, not Burberry, you stupid. <laughs> no, the it's, Kyle Lowry. It's, <laughs> my favorite is the <laughs> that he does it and then he just continues speaking. Uh, yeah. He's so, he's so, <laughs> so funny. Effortlessly funny and yeah. he's not trying to be. So I like the good. pick. Good pick. That means I'm up next. This is a stupid pick. And I get. <laughs> Ooh. Hi, Spencer. <laughs> Don't do it. Like you want to you want a reverse do. moment from last last pod? Yeah, wow, yeah. This guy holds vendettas. There's still there's still some players. I will never forget you from taking him away from me. So I'm taking him away from you. Oh no! <laughs> that sounds like a super my fan. pick. And this draft for the second round, Mikael Bridges come to my terrible team. pick. Hey guys, come I think he's more team. of a shooting Awful guard. Pick. Do we want to vote on this? I yeah, think Mikael's more of a shooting guard. I'm a shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jake, uh, you might have to pick again. 
Shut up. He might play point guard for the Nets this year. Shut up. I finally get to have him. (laughs) I finally get to have a little bit of revenge. You can say terrible pick. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen someone this upset about Desmond (laughs) Bain in their life. I don't think Desmond Bain was this upset when he didn't get MIP. God damn. You beat me in the vote. (laughs) With quickly. Uh, you know, look. You sound like a supervillain, Jake. Okay, let, <laughs> let's talk Mikhail Bridges. I am not convinced on Mikhail Bridges. I'm sorry. Like, please explain. T- tell me the pick. One of the better defenders in the league since yeah. coming over to Brooklyn. 26 points per game on 47% shooting. As well, he is very good from three, 37%. Could be a little bit better. But I love him. He's so young still. He's 26. Yep. And he has a team to himself now that he can fully go out and do his thing. I love him. The Warden, Noodles, I love those nicknames as well. He's just, he's everything you want in a prospect NBA player. And for being 26 and has put up as much efficiency and points as he has, to only know that he can grow now that he doesn't have to be overshined by other players and it's just his team to do his thing, he's the Iron Man for a reason. I love everything about Mikhail Bridges. And I think that he, for someone as well, you heard me, I need defense. This helps out my overall draft, and I'm so happy that I can pick him. I feel like you're the only one who looks at this (laughs) draft as a collective. Like, I need to build your roster building. I am just picking it position by position. So good for you. Levels to this. You're a good GM. Uh, He's winning the damn votes, man. Yeah, my thing with Mikhail is like. He reminds me a lot of, like, obviously, aside from the Iron Man and uh, Kawhi being the opposite, like, he reminds me a lot of Kawhi pre-being given his own team. Great defensively. You've seen a bit of the flashes of offense. I don't know if I fully believe him as an offensive player, especially now when teams are going to have a full season to game plan and scout for him as a number one guy. I'm not saying it can happen. I just find it a little interesting how everyone's bought into it so quickly. And we're seeing him on Team USA. Like, he hasn't been, like, that lead guy there by any means either. So, I, I do, like, I don't hate the pick. But I feel like people are getting onto the Mikhail Bridges bandwagon way too quickly, in my opinion. But I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah, Jake, you idiot. <laughs> this guy played 83 games. He yeah, played like he's, a game he's an Iron Man. More than everyone else. Yeah. He averaged 26 points per game with Brooklyn as well. So I, I really actually do like watching him play offense. I think he's a great ISO player, and I think his mid-range games come a long way. Um, I don't know. To Zolfi's point, though, I don't know if he's going to come out and average 26 points per game yeah. for a full season. But I, I I have confidence that he will be in the 20 somewhere and with his defense. like yeah, I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm saying we've seen basically half a season of the guy, not even 30 games of the guy doing it. And we saw like five games of Cam Thomas looking like prime Michael Jordan, right? Like things happen. People play good for a really good stretch, especially when teams don't know how to game plan for you and scouting reports change. So I'm not against it. I'm just like, I think the jury's still out in my opinion. I agree with you. That's why I didn't pick him. Yeah. Because I, I just... The offense isn't there for me yet. Obviously, the defense absolutely is. Um, but there's just a lot more that is to be desired in his offensive game. Yeah. Not to say he's a bad offensive player, just you know, hoping for more. You're all wrong. No, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You're Go all wrong. Let me be happy about my pick, okay? Spencer. I'm scared. Um, you should be. It might be debate time here, actually. Oh, boy. Um, you know Desmond Bain again? Yeah, take him, take him for twice on my team where is he listed on here what the hell okay picks in I'll, I'll try it you guys will you guys will tell me if i'm allowed. okay with my second pick i'm gonna try to go with demar Derozan. damn it i wanted damn. him damn i'm definitely damn. not gonna get the picks i want uh, i wanted demar damn. he does play some power forward but he is listed as their small forward i i would yeah yeah he, I I, see i'm not debating that he's absolutely he's for six me, foot seven yeah. like for me he's a three yeah me too 
he was going to be my next pick, but obviously there was no chance I was getting him. He was going to be my next pick, too. Damn. Yeah, there's no chance I was getting him. If I argue the same thing, which I argued earlier, I'm all going to get outvoted again. So, no. He's fine. You're fine. You got DeRozan. You got Debo. Yeah. I mean, he does have small for his last season on basketball reference, but you're right. He has two seasons of power forward on basketball reference before that. Yeah. But yeah, fair, fair, fair. But that that so that's my problem with these forwards is like they they just stick forwards where they need them. Like, yeah, that's the problem. They do. So that's why the vibes matter more. Exactly. That's why we're going off vibes because it's like at this point forwards are just forwards. You just they swap all the time. Yeah. Now they're playing Patrick Williams at power forward. And he's not really a power forward either. They're just playing two small forwards. But anyways. yeah, yeah, you're good. You got him. Um, I still would have taken Mikael Bridges over him. So it's, 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 that makes it feel any better. <laughs> yeah, he is um, like Mikael has so much more defensive value than. Uh, DeMar, and so. we know we're getting with Demar. You're getting 25 points per game. If if he's in his best season, maybe 26. And you're right, his defense isn't quite there. That Chicago team sucks every year, and they have yeah. Zach Levine and Demar Derozan. Obviously, it has something to do with those two. They're both on my team now. <laughs> I just realized I have two Celtics players and two Bulls players. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I have to take him there. I think he's a no-brainer of like the players that are left. And yeah, that's my. Second pick, and I guess it's me again, isn't it? Yeah. This is where I'm going to have a lot of trouble. You're about to take a guy that I think is probably one of the only other, like, main guys you could probably consider. Really? Oh, I agree. And then I, after I think that, I have an idea. After it that, well. it's very slim Oh, pickings. my. Yeah. I almost missed him. It's going to get funky after this I pick. I almost missed him. Oh, I actually am very not, like, excited for the rest of the picks okay. after this. Uh, With my next picks in. Your next pick, pick is him. in. Okay. Don't pick him. Spencer, don't the pick him. Last round. Man. I know you're gonna pick. Yo, Don't Spencer, pick go for a flyer. Try something. Come on. Yeah. Do you want me to go for a flyer? Yeah, go for it. Right, I'm, I'm going for a flyer. I'm going with a raptor. Oh no! Yes, Scotty Barnes. I'm going. No, nope, I'm uh, going with OG Ananobi. Wow. Let's go. Oh wow! I can't wow. believe that actually worked. Good yeah. for you. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. We got our first yeah That's of the right. podcast. You want to know why? Because he has more value than any player left on this list, and I will. Uh, you think, eh? <laughs> yep. No, he I no, he's such a valuable player. OG, very underrated player, I think. Actually, there's moments where he's overrated, but I think from the overall basketball fandom, OG goes a little underrated with what he does. Yeah. Uh I think he starts on any team he goes to in this league. Um he will guard your best player every single time. He can knock down a big 3 and sleepy good at playmaking on the drive. He dishes it out really well. He's gotten like exponentially better at that. He's gotten so good at it. Yeah. Um, even his finishing at the rim, sometimes he looks like a baby that's just learning how to walk. But I promise he has improved than what he started as. So he's he's a really good player. I love OG. What do you think his role is going to be this year, Spencer, on this Raptors team? Um, So I think everyone on the Raptors will have somewhat of an increased role, especially in the starting lineup. I don't think Schroeder is going to fill all of Van Vliet's touches, obviously. Van Vliet like led the was like top five in the league in touches. Yeah. Um so I think there's a lot of touches to be found. I think OG's gonna be just gonna be sitting along the corner still. Um but I really like his post game. So I'm hoping they utilize him more mm. in the post. Yeah. Um because he can create out of the post, like Dan said, like he can he can face up and still play make out of the post. And like when he backs guys down the post, that's when he doesn't look like a baby to learn to walk. It's when he's like totally dri- it's when he's driving downhill, that's when it's like what the hell is going on? So I always forget how young he is. He's still twenty six. He is young, young. Man. yeah. But do we like? I feel like the last like two seasons, it's been kind of like we're like, all right, we're ready. 
let's see it. Like at least I offensively. Know. And I'm not saying that has to be the case, but I'm curious. Are are we all at that point now where it's like it's now or never? Or is this maybe who OG is, or do we still think there's that that next leap he can take offensively? I think it's there. I just don't think he's gonna have a chance to do it on the Raptors. Good yeah, point. I don't think he's gonna have a chance to do it on any team. Because I don't think there's going to be any team that trades for him that doesn't already have That's a true. star player. I think a team that will want him is a team that wants him to be the the best three and D guy in the NBA. What, you know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly, a win now yeah. team. Um, yeah. If he goes on a really bad team, he maybe would have the opportunity. But yeah. I don't know if like why would a bad team give up assets to get him because he's clearly ready to be on a win now team. I think with OG, like you mentioned, Spencer, one of my favorite things is when OG realizes how strong he is that he are he yeah. might be one of the strongest players in the entire league going like pound for pound and like height and stuff like that he genuinely might be the strongest one of the strongest players in the league when he utilizes that strength he's unstoppable he just needs to learn a little bit better balance and not fouling that process um but yeah i i think i don't like i know like i've, I've seen i feel like he really wants to make like an all-star jump I just I don't know how possible that is at this point. Yeah, I, I think if he were to really like beef up the stats, I think he would be pretty inefficient in doing so. And I, I, like we saw it in in moments, he had good stretches where like the star players were injured on the Raptors past couple of years, but for the most part, he was pretty inefficient and he couldn't really handle the load of being like one of the top options. Yep. Um, he is twenty six now. I think he's kind of shown what he's capable of. Yeah. Do I think he can improve still? Of course I do. I just I don't think he can be like what we were all yeah. hoping when you know when when Kawhi left. Like oh baby Kawhi. That's what I'm, that's what I'm curious like, of. Like, do you think the fan base still has the patience? Because I don't know if, if they do anymore. I think it's uh, like it's either he's gonna show it this year that he can show the like the Kawhi like aspect, or it's like it, he is who he is. He's a really good three and D guy, and we live with it. I just feel like the 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 hope of that dream mm-hmm. has kind of died out. Like you're saying. I think I saw a lot of fans turn on him last season in that regard, yeah. at least. And I think it's because he was, to be to be fair to those fans, he was trying to do a lot last season. And there were a lot of possessions where he'd have, like, an open three, and he would take, like, he would do, like, a pump fake and then take a step in and go for the mid-range. And, yeah. and even I, at times, I was like, why are you doing that? Especially when Pascal was out. He was trying to do a lot more Exactly. Not to mention how good of a three-point shooter he's capable of being. So when he was doing stuff like that, I was like, Damn, dude! Like you're kind of just like asking to get yelled at. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. Those are just kind of my thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, fair. Jake, don't do it. No, I think you guys don't are absolutely it. right with OG. I think he just needs to realize that he just needs to kind of be what he is. Yeah, and that's a guy who can guard all five positions. Which I don't think there's too many. There's probably a handful in the NBA, a handful of guys in the NBA that can guard one through five. And um, I don't know if I'm gonna blow the draft, I'm gonna blow it for a Raptor. So I know there's probably a name I should have picked, but. No, I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, no fair. Spencer, I love hey, it. I feel like it's always good to have one like reach or like based on potential pick. Yeah. At least I like building teams that way to have somebody that you can kind of maybe you have faith in and see what they do. So For I, sure. I respect it. Yeah. No, I love the pick, Spencer. Yeah. I'm Jake? curious to see who else I missed though, because I'm just missed. I just added that name now to my list that I clearly missed, and now someone's gonna take it. Jake, don't oh, do 100%. it. <laughs> don't do it. So make it clear that Jacob Jake was Schultz, don't do it directly into our eyes while uh, Jake, putting that on. Leave him alone. Spencer, you're just blessing me today. Leave him alone. Uh, You know, did not think I was going to even get to pick this guy. Um, With my last pick of this draft, I'm going to go with a little little known name. Brandon. Dylan Brooks. Xavier 
Ingram. All right, Dylan Brooks. Special. Get to my team. We all heard him say Dylan yeah. Brooks, right? Yeah, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Brooks. All right. Putting dog. that on the graphic. Brandon Ingram is the definition of a dog. I love Brandon Ingram. I love watching him play ball. He's one of the best pure shooters, I think, in the league when he can do it. He has still not been able to fully get to that star potential that we know he can. But this guy is still 25 years old. He is so young, and for him to already have made an all-star game, for him to be Zion Williamson, sure, say what you want. Brandon Ingram is the star of that team currently at the moment, and I think that he is capable of leading his own team. Will we see it? I don't know. But I just love watching Brandon Ingram play. Still 25 points average last year, almost 50% from the fields. I know he's had a lot of injuries in the past, a little bit of concern with his concussion when he was out for like 90 days straight with the concussions. Worrisome, but he's young. He's got so much potential still, and I just, I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm a happy boy. See, I got got you back in the end. He's just happy because it looks cool in the graphic. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is a pick I liked a lot. I, I will say... His, t- his team USA performance has been a little lackluster. Can it's we all agree? Poor. Yeah, it's been, it's been disappointing. Let's but I think the NBA that. game and international game are very different. Yes. They are. But I will agree that Brandon Ingram is underrated in terms of like he has the potential to be a league guy. I don't know if he's there yet. I think he'd be great in the whole 1A, 1B situation if Zion could ever stay healthy, which yeah. I'm really hoping for. Uh, but yeah, I think he's an underrated player in this league. He's obviously a bucket getter. Mm-hmm. So he's a great pick at that spot. Thanks. Selfie, what do you you weren't here for the last pod? Uh, I don't know if you listened, but what do you think about Brandon Ingram getting moved out of the starting lineup for Team USA? I for, don't mind for Josh it. Hart. Uh, I don't mind it. I think it's just like when you get such an amalgamation of like talent and put it together, you need guys who can be like net positive players and just make winning plays. And Josh Hart, not nearly as talented as a Brandon Ingram, but he'll make winning plays. And when you have that many Absolutely. players, like. It's awesome to have five guys who can score 25 points a game or whatever, but you just don't, you don't need that. You need guys to be defenders. You need guys to like take backseat roles. And it's as far as I've seen the reporting, Brandon Ingram wants to be a lead guy even on this team, which if he's doing if he wants to do that, but then he doesn't have value elsewhere, and like I'm I'm sorry, but you're probably going to pick Anthony Edwards to be that lead guy right now versus Brandon Ingram because he's doing it more consistently. So, I think in that sense, you just it's so hard when you have that much talent on one team. People will have to take a backseat role. Like some of the best players in the world are on this team, and they have to turn into three and D guys. That's just what it is when you play on a team of like multiple yeah. talented people. So it's tough, but you're just not gonna have five guys out there scoring twenty five points a night. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, that's what we said. You just made it sound way cooler. Yeah, I just wanted to remind <laughs> the viewers that Zolfi knows ball. Thank so. you, thank you, my friends. Uh, All right, Zolfi. Oh my god, I, I don't know, <laughs> Dan. Tough, we have tough. slim picking. I have a There's few in mind. I have a few in mind, but uh, you, better I... not, you better not pick them. Oh my God! I am looking at these names, and I really don't. Terrence Davis. Do I want to <laughs> shooting like, guard? I'll put. I'll throw some names out there. Do I want to go really young with a guy who's part of a team that I've been talking a lot about? Germany, Franz Wagner. Do I want to go really young? Uh, he's and on my list. Like, you he's know what I mean? Yeah. Really exciting guy, young player, a lot of potential. He like averages what nearly twenty points a game or something. And shout out team Germany. I think they're awesome. You think they have a chance against Team USA? We'll get no. into that in a little bit. Yeah. Get into okay. That a little bit. Okay. Okay. He's a name out there, but I could go for like a very much more established guy in Chris Middleton. But he's not a sexy pick. Chris Middleton just is not the. He's a sexy guy, though. Is he? Do we? <laughs> no, do we think he is? No. You know what? You know what's weird? I've heard like Al Horford. Do we think he's a very handsome man? 
No, he looks like an egg. Like, NBA Reddit thinks this guy is beautiful. I I think he's handsome, but yeah, his head shape's a little odd. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when when you say Chris Middleton, you know what? Maybe maybe you think he doesn't look good. I don't know. So, I there's a couple names, but uh, whoa, this is Daniel. I I don't know what you're thinking, but I am struggling here. There's one guy who I think fits the type of player my team is. Yeah, you love shooters. I do love shooters. So <laughs> Maple th- Jordan. I think I think Spencer knows who I'm going with. Your pick's in. And yeah, my pick is oh, in. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, he knows who it is. This guy has never heard of passing the ball in his life. I'm oh, going with no. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Look, he is a bucket getter. He's full he's straps, guy. and <laughs> his role will continue to grow on this team. Like, I think he just fits perfectly as a complimentary piece. I have two guys, two small forwards, who are just complete star guys. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant, you know what they are. You know they're star players all around. MPJ is just like the very, very, very simplified version of that. Just pure scorer. I think I have three incredible mid-range shooters. MPJ is incredible from beyond the arc as well. Shot forty over, like almost forty-two percent from the uh, three-point line. And I think his role is probably going to increase with this team. The guys around him are getting a bit older. Jamal Murray's. I think we can probably agree Jamal Murray's a guy who's going to take maybe the Jimmy Butler-ish route. He's around for the regular season, but probably won't focus too much on it as much just health-wise, especially with the injuries he's had. Nikola Jokic, he's always going to be doing his thing. But again, he's not trying to be the main scorer. So that bodes well for a uh, Michael Porter Jr. Because you know he's not going to be a 3 and D guy. Defense doesn't really exist for uh, no. Michael Porter Jr. He's always and, lost out yeah, there. They have Aaron Gordon for that. So they Aaron do. Gordon is your 3 and D guy. And MPJ can just be your bucket getter. And I would love having bucket getters on this team. And I think defense matters a whole lot less in today's NBA. Defense is overrated. So I'm going with MPJ, never pass, just shoot the ball all the time. Never had a shot what's he didn't his, like. Uh, what's yeah. his nickname again? His nicknames are MPJ and Showtime, according to Basketball Oh, reference. I saw one on Twitter recently. It was like, I don't remember. It was like never, <laughs> <All right>. never <laughs> pass. Clearly a very memorable nickname. <laughs> it was like never pass or always shoot. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he, like Jake was saying, he's never seen a shot he didn't like. No. But yeah. also, I never. saw a thing that uh, – he did like a an interview and he was talking about it and he raises a good point where like you need to remember this guy is six ten and he can shoot from outside the arc. When Absolutely. he's putting that shot up, from his vantage point, they don't look contested. And he's like I'll, he's like, I'll watch film after and I'll see like wow, that shot was a little tough and it looks like it is. But he's like, from when he's looking at shooting it, like in his mind and from his point of view, it does look like an open shot. Cause this dude's six ten and he can strap it like Kevin Durant from outside. So like really he's just he's built for it as well. So it's funny and the memes are there, but if the guy thinks he's open, I want him shooting it. I don't know about Absolutely, you. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, dude, shoot the ball. I'm always up like, even if someone is in like a slump, if you're open, shoot the ball, man. Yeah. I, I don't care. Just yeah. shoot the ball. Quality looks over everything else, man. Always, dude. Yeah. I could defend better than Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> you want to put that to the test? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael, if you're out there, hit me up. That sounds really weird. <laughs> 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 do you want, do you want to play one-on-one or do you want to take him out for dinner? <laughs> Which one was that? Yeah. <laughs> no, which, which, whichever. Whichever. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, you know. Okay, I, I get I get why. I think Brandon Ingram was the last quality, quality name yeah. on there. And you're thinking if he slipped to you that you were golden? Because honestly, oh, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Brandon Ingram would be a disgusting trio. Incredible team. But I, I don't that hate it. I don't hate it at all. I still think Zolfi's probably going to win. I think I have the two likable, like not likable, but two small forwardy like names. The names are there. The yeah. name value is absolutely yeah. there. The combination too, like if like obviously LeBron's going to be a name value guy, Jason Tatum, but the two guys in Kawhi and KD, I think the combo of that really helps my case. Absolutely. All right, Daniel, wrap us up. 
Oh my gosh. I just have a hard pick every single time. Yeah, good luck. It is hard, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. So, you know, there's like Chris Middleton. He's Ooh, there. He's not on my list. Yeah, I don't really want to draft him. I don't feel like drafting a Chris Middleton. His numbers were so underwhelming. I get he had injuries too, but I was thinking well, about he him. He averaged 13 points or something like that. Yeah. It, it was, was really bad. It was 15, and his career average is 17. Like, he went from 20 points a game to 15. And again, injuries played a role, played like 30 less games. Yeah. But yeah, just not a sexy pick anymore. He's aging. Like, he's yeah. 31. He's How just... do you guys think he's going to do next season? Meh. I, I'm not expecting the a same. lot. Yeah, I've always seen Chris Middleton described as a as a, a Ferris wheel. Sometimes you go to the top and he's like giving you 25, and sometimes you have to go to the bottom where it's like 13 points. That's when he's dribbling with with his left hand. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, just not a very sexy player. I still think that year he got an All Star a couple seasons ago. So unnecessary and overrated. dude, that was a legacy. Yeah, that was because they won the championship. Yeah, he, like, I, I was I just, so upset about that. I just don't think he's an All Star player. He's I don't like either. very CJ McCollum esque in that mold, but I th- in my opinion, way less consistent than CJ. Yep. So CJ, I think yeah. there's at least one All Star not in his career. But. I think so too. He's never gonna get it. He's not. He's not. No, he's, not it, in the West. Yeah, it's way too stacked. Yep. You could go potential. Yeah, there's no, a couple uh, young guys. No, I'm gonna go off of. Uh, there's a lot of Canadians too. Vibes. There's a lot of Canadians. I am choosing a Canadian. You better. He's All the right. Best player is your pick here. in? Yes, it is. In. Last pick. Mister doesn't want to show up. Yep. To FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Mister doesn't want to get vaccinated. That's over. That's that's yeah. over. Also, he he did tweet out like oh he did get it. Canada. No, no, not the vaccine. Oh. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> why are we talking about that? Because <laughs> I'm trying to just think of anything to roast Wiggins. Uh, oh, my pick is Wiggins. Yeah, <laughs> he did tweet out like he was showing support for Canada after this. Game, I know so that was he's gonna be there for the Olympics, and I can't yeah. wait. He he. I think there was a quote I saw where he basically said like I'm not doing the whole three year commitment thing, but if they're hopping for the Olympics, I'll play. Yeah. And then he tweeted some Canada flags, so we know he's in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so yeah, my pick is Andrew Wiggins and relax, you losers. I like him. He's a good guy. Um, he's a baller, man. Uh, he 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 can be a bucket when he needs to be. I mean, was it last year? I know we didn't qualify. Was it? What was it last year or two years ago? And he was just carrying Canada on his back, and then yeah, oh, against Lithuania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they hit that buzzer beater against us. What what was what tournament was that for? Was it Lithuania? It was like Serbia. It says Thomas Sadaransky hit it. I think it yes, was a, it was Sadaransky. I think it was a FIBA qualifier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was it, like Serbia or Slovenia. One of them. Sadaransky sounds like Czech Republic. Czech or no? You're right. Okay, Czech yeah, Republic. Something Czech like Republic. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed the win, like desperately, and then we got we got eliminated because we lost. But like yeah. Wiggins was the man. He was carrying us. It was crazy. Every time we needed a bucket, you handed it off to Wiggins. Obviously, if he comes to the Olympics, that's not going to be what happens anymore, but he'll still be very important, obviously. Yep. Um, and then on top of how well he performed in that tournament, uh, we saw him with Golden State when they won the chip. He was one of the most important players, if not arguably like the second most important player. I, I would put a strong case he was second. Absolutely. He, was second. he for yeah. sure was second. He he was spectacular. He was board man gets paid in that in that series. Yeah. His defense was great. You could Insane count, rebounding. Insane rebounding. Uh, you could count on him to get a shot. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> or can you? I did not can even count on him to get a shot. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to come out that way. And then I said it. I was like, wait. Anyways, you can count on him to get a bucket. He's a really good player. And honestly, as my last pick and the last pick in the draft, 
Very happy with Kenny Wiggins. I think that's Very your happy. best choice. Here's, yeah. here's yeah. my most underrated part about it. He's still 27. Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude. I did not know that when I was picking him. Yeah. He's, he's young. Out of the guys left, probably the most versatile. Yeah. Because he can yeah. offer you something. Honestly, more versatile than Brandon Ingram. Like I was still probably would take Brandon Ingram oh, yeah, over sure. him, but like for as sure. a defender and an offensive oh, yeah. player, he was probably Brandon a more Ingram's not good pick. at defense. No. no, not at all. Uh, yeah. So Andrew Wiggins really liked the pick. I think he just has he offers a lot. He's a perfect complimentary guy. You just know the the one A role isn't for him. No, but no. very good complimentary guy. So I think he's if you're in terms of building a squad, he just makes a lot of sense to have. Yeah, I actually want to go on record. I w- I got into a debate with uh some Reddit. Random oh, person on Reddit God. on a NBA discussion when he got traded from the Wolves to Golden State. Um, this was like how many years ago is that now? Five. Uh, no. 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 It's, it's going into the fifth season. So. Oh yeah. God damn it is. I've been on Reddit that long. I was already on Reddit <laughs> for like five years already. Okay. Anyways, um, this person was like getting mad at me because I was like, I think situation is a really big deal and in minnesota he had to be like a leader he had to be yeah. like their top scorer blah 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 and then this person was like oh it's not cool just because you say minnesota bad and golden state good i was like i'm not trying to say that but i genuinely think he's gonna have a successful career in golden state because there's so much less pressure like i said doesn't have to be the leader doesn't have to be the one to always score the last bucket and look what happened yeah, so I feel like it's not a bad thing to just beg on Minnesota a little bit. Their franchise <laughs> has been inept. Like, it has, we, but I was talking to I mean? Minnesota fan. Yeah. He, he had the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, little tag yeah, beside be, his he name. He can be salty about it, but like we, it's like saying like you're talking about the Spurs as a quality franchise. No, duh. Like The Golden State Warriors were the class of the league, Absolutely. and they are the class of the league we're right now. One of the best now. dynasties of all time. Yeah, so he went to a quality organization, and he benefited from it. Absolutely. And I think that matters. It's like when Boogie left Sacramento. Like, you were leaving just a cancer of a spot. Yeah. And the same thing with Minnesota. Like, they haven't accomplished anything. And Sacramento's turned it around, don't get me wrong. Uh, but just uh, Minnesota hasn't accomplished anything. That's why Jimmy Butler had his whole blowout while he was there. And I think that definitely played a role. So I'm, you're allowed to call it out. I feel like that's Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify that I know ball. And I yeah. predicted this, okay? Yeah. I predicted it. All Anyways, right. Well, Andrew that, Wiggins is my last pick. That's our small <laughs> forward. Uh, it, I'm sorry. It's so funny just seeing Ryan like bark like a dog in the corner whenever he doesn't agree with it. Yeah, Ryan's a Sacramento just, like, fan, by the way. That's why he's upset. <laughs> All right. Like the beard, like the beard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think picked the best out of everyone? Are we all saying Zolfi? I, I like your team too, Jake. I I, I probably should pick Brandon Ingram, but OG's my boy, so I got. I, I love I the OG pick. I think it's gonna be. Yeah. I think page. Dan's is like the most well-rounded. Guys who are very good wing defenders, very the capable offensive players. Absolutely. I'd say if it's just based on scoring, like probably my team. Uh, I give Jake, like I guess, like reliability, longevity. LeBron's older now, but LeBron has basically been an Ironman for most of his career. Mikhail Bridges, obviously. Brandon Ingram yeah. hasn't really missed much time. No, not really. And uh, Spencer, probably the more like likable guys. Jason Tatum, most people like. DeMar DeRozan's a pretty fan favorite. Like No one really hates on him. And OG Ananobi, everyone's... Fairly positive I was opinion. I the best defense, but I have Demar. Yeah, Demar, Demar. <laughs> I Jason Tatum, like, is he the great defender? Uh, he's an elite defender. You really think so? I will die on that. Hill. I want to hear this. Let's, let's I start. I guys. would give him. Well, I first look at all the advanced ble- analytics. He's a great defender. His box plus minus on defense is outstanding. Is it okay? Fair enough. I like my eye test say he's like a B plus defender, but fair enough. I'd have to look into it more. I think OG more than makes up for any bad defense on your team. So yeah, I mean you have to do it for Demar for a while, I guess. 
Yeah, I'm just happy Franz Wagner didn't get drafted, so take that, Franz fans. No! <laughs> hey, you know what? I will I will argue if I can consider him at power four. I probably won't do it, but... No, because they got Paolo. Yeah, they do have Paolo. Also, yeah. just putting this out there now so you guys can plan, I'm guaranteed the first pick for the power forward draft. You sure are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the last one will be random. One of us will have a second first round pick for the centers, but for power forwards, that's I get the first overall pick. Who are okay. you going to pick? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll so see. tell us your pick. I, I think we all know probably <laughs> who I'm picking, but we'll leave it up. Our Cat, special, uh, our special yeah. guest has made some picks. I'm not going to give you a mic. You have to scream. You them. can have mine. I got, I got to go. Okay. Yeah, come, come here, Ryan. Just come here. No, it's okay. no I, I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to hear you scream. Come, come stay right here, Ryan. I got to go to class. Uh, I took Hans okay. Wagner, so Spencer, no. Um, and then uh, I took Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> He's the greatest role player in the league, apart from Joe Ingles. Uh, and then. I took a combination pick because I didn't know how you'd feel about it. So I took the combination of Denny Avdija and Kyle Kuzma. Okay, so <laughs> oh, that, that is officially – that is the worst out of yeah! everyone. <laughs> okay, if we had to rate uh, Mike Collins' Tingus Pingus take or that draft – That might be the worst. worst. That's the worst draft uh, I've ever heard Tingus in my life. Tingus Pingus uh, take because Ryan uh, was clearly joking. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't that, think Mike was joking. Tingus Pingus take is still worse. Dude, he was not joking. So. <laughs> All right, here comes Ryan Galati, everyone. Bye, Spencer. Bye. Go Canada. Introducing yeah. Ryan Galati. Off the top rope. Here yeah, comes yeah, have a good time in class, Ryan Galati. I am not in the corner. It's Ryan Galati. You should probably speak in the mic also. Yeah, the mic's yeah, not on, Ryan. There you go. Ow! Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, I have to get some, put some Hi, Ryan. How's it going? This. Oh, it's good. That corner was really comfy. Yeah, I That's bet good. it was. I'm glad. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. You're going to join us for some FIBA talk. How about? Uh-oh. We're going to talk about some I mean, FIBA. hey, I just took three Europeans, so it's looking good already. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. So when we last talked on this pod, we talked about how Canada was unstoppable. And I said that they were going to destroy Brazil and Spain by double digits. I could not have been more wrong after Canada dropped their first matchup to Brazil. A tough, tough loss that game. Canada just looked lost and bullied the entire time by Bruno Caboclo. Okay, the revenge game from revenge Bruno. Revenge game. Canada found themselves in a do or die on Sunday against Spain and did not die whatsoever and moved on thanks to Mr. Dylan Brooks and Shea Gilgis Alexander. And today found themselves against Luka Doncic and Slovenia. And maybe I was a little bit too early. This was the game Canada won by double digits. 100 to 89 for Canada as Canada moves on to the semifinals as well. Lost in all this, Canada is in the Olympics. Yep. Shout out Canada. And we're finally facing Canada being in a medal position. Yeah, first time in their history. Like we all Men's talked about. Men's program history, to be clear. Men's program history. Yes. So, what did we all think of today's game of Canada? And before we get into refing, because we're obviously going to talk about what the refs were doing. Yeah. What were we all thinking about Canada's performance today? Zolfi, I'll start with you. I think it just showed an immense amount of poise. I think it was just a perfect, like, we know how talented we are. We know what we're capable of. We are not going to overreact. Uh, I think a little loss in all this, Jordy Fernandez, incredible head coach. Got this guy in and be a head coaching so job. Give it get, to a young team as well. I want him to build with a young team. I want him to have a lot of time, a lot of leaders. That's a different conversation. But 
uh, Slovenia just couldn't miss from three-point line. At half, they were shooting like 60% from three. It was insane. But Canada didn't panic. They didn't feel like that they had home run shots to kind of get back into it. You heard them talking about it. It's just we're going to keep defending Luka. We're going to do what we can. We know this isn't sustainable. And a lot of teams, and probably Canadian teams in the past, wouldn't have done this approach. They would have felt like they're not talented enough to keep up. They have to try some crazy stuff. But they really kept it together. They kept poised. And when they came out of that break, they did what really good teams are supposed to do in the third quarter. Focus on defense. Get easy buckets. They ran rough shot down transition. RJ Barrett had, like I think, like three fast break layups in a row or something like that. And they just showed how like mature and like quality built this team is. And that bit makes me very excited for the Olympics because it's not just going to be like we're going to put together an insane amount of talent and see what happens. It's like, no, we are well coached. We have a system. We have an identity. And we'll, I'll talk about it a bit more in a bit about that identity part of it. But I just was so impressed by their maturity and their poise. Yeah, I I had a great time watching this game. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander, I tweeted about it. We have a superstar. We knew that already. Yeah. But like, just seeing this, like, I think he outplayed Luca. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, and also we'll get into it. But I don't have a problem with the referee. Oh, no problem with it. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks, solid, and it's so cool that like. Dylan Brooks gets ejected, and we're like, oh, no, who's going to guard Luka? And it's like, oh, actually, let's get another all-NBA-level defender in Lou Dort and just throw yeah. him right onto Luka instantly. Um, I was very impressed with this game. Like you said, the coaching was spectacular. Um, it was just amazing. They couldn't stop Shea. They, like, he was unstoppable. You never get tired of seeing it either. Never, Every game no. he does it, and you're like, oh, man, I still can't believe Canada has a guy this good. It was crazy, man. Uh, and I also just kept thinking, like, Holy crap, imagine if this team had Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Crazy. Imagine that. So I'm very impressed, very happy. Congrats, Canada. And, yeah. I can't believe Canada's finally getting their flowers. It's ridiculous that we've been – I've lived to wanting to see a Canadian basketball team do well. And we're finally in an era where Canadian basketball is not only blossoming, but it's thriving, and we have our own superstar. A lot of mainstream love too, which I lots love. of mainstream. When you're love. like one of the f- like final four teams, and like basketball pages want to cover basketball, you're gonna have to cover Canada now, which is so refreshing. Again, like you're seeing Dylan Brooks and the meme of him, like with the boxing gloves, like on like every page, like Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, all these mainstream platforms are talking about Canada basketball, which is so awesome to see. Shea had 31 points on eight of 12 shooting. Yeah, and not only that, when Slovenia started to make their come come back. I think it was a nine one run. Yeah, at the end of the fourth, when Luca got ejected and Slovenia was starting to come, mm-hmm. Shea just took over completely, just making big shot, clutch shot after clutch shot, rebounds too, a rebounds, lot of key rebounds, uh, key rebounds, crazy. It has been unbelievable watching this guy grow, and I don't think it's really sunk in for a lot of people that this is just the beginning. Like, this is the beginning of this program. Yeah, There is youth in this program. I get there's the veterans in Dwight Powell and Kelly Olenek, but the core of Dylan Brooks, Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, RJ Parrott, yeah. Lou Dort. You can throw Nikhil Alexander-Walker in there, too. Yep. They're all young. And this is the start, and they're about to medal, possibly. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they are about to medal. That is a ridiculous accomplishment. And I said it last pod, this team is not in the semis with Nick Nurse coaching. 
think so, eh? I think so. I will I will kind of jump off that and probably agreeing. Like, when that run happened, the 9-1 run, and I remember watching, it was like a layup that went in, and I'm like, call a timeout. Please call a timeout. You need to, like, reorganize. And Jordy did it immediately. And in my head, I did yeah. for a split second thing. Wouldn't Nick have called a timeout there? Nick Nurse hates timeouts. That's yeah. his least favorite thing to do. Well, he's had so many, like, actually, like, memorable moments where he's called the timeout in the wrong spot and killed his own team's momentum. Yeah. And that's probably been one of his, like, few, like, crutches, I guess, or, like, weaknesses in his coaching, obviously, other than the fact that he runs his players into the ground. Uh, So I think, yeah, I kind of have to agree. I don't know. I don't think they do this with Nick Nurse. No. I don't think so. I'm on board with that. Jordy has been tremendous. Just very positive. This team is so positive, which again is another knock on the Nick Nurse thing. There was very, it was, he's very critical. He he really believes in the whole like call my players out in the media kind of guy to like incite uh, some like uh, I guess like spark them. I guess and sometimes it's worked for Nick Nurse. Fair enough. But Jordy's clearly based on positivity and really just like having faith in these guys, and it's worked. So good for him. It's cool seeing another underrated thing about this tournament that I really like. That's refreshing. Is that w- sometimes you'll see them talk in the timeouts and you'll listen to them yes. and hear what they're saying and everything. And Jordy is so like cool, calm, collected. He's not panicking ever. And that's such a careful energy that this team needed because this team, let's face like there's been what, 20 years of them doing nothing. Yeah. It's going to be nerves. It's going to be panic. And he just allows them to just relax, play your style, work your style, play hard defense and good things will come to you. And that has happened countless times during this tournament. Now look, the one time Canada panicked was against Brazil, which fair enough. That's the first time that they are staring at it. Okay, we might actually be able to do something here. Tough whistle too, to be fair. It's Extremely not an excuse. Tough it's not an excuse, but there was a tough whistle. And now they got the monkey off their back yeah. of the Olympics. They've qualified. Now they are just like the first half was felt like an NBA game watching them yeah. play. That team was balling out and they're so fun to watch. And I'm just pumped that this is our national team that we're going to be cheering for for years to come. And with Jamal not there and with Andrew Wiggins not there, adding both of them is only going to boost this program even more. It's just, it's such, the past 10 years have been such a bizarre, crazy time to be a Canadian basketball fan. And to know that we are finally going to be getting respect to that level after the Raptors winning a championship, after the national team qualifying for the Olympics and quite frankly might podium on the Olympics. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. I think it's very possible and are going to medal in a FIBA tournament. Uh, insane. Incredible. You know what, Jake? Get ahead of yourself. If you're ever going to do it, now's the time. I mean, like <laughs> you said, 20 years of this team literally doing nothing in the sport of basketball internationally. Like really, truly. Seriously. A couple, like I think the past, like, was it, you can say 10 years maybe. Let's even limit it to like the last six to five years is when things have yeah. really peaked. So if there's ever a time to get ahead of yourself, it's now. Why not, right? Just have some fun with it. We do have all the momentum. Yeah. And there's younger guys who haven't come through yet, like Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, Andrew Nemar. These are guys who like may not even be on this Olympic roster yep. who are going to be quality NBA guys in like three to five years who are going to be on this team then. And just add to what we already have. Exactly. Because most of our players that we rely on are young. Yeah, in five years, you're going to have like an Andrew Wiggins who's 31 who's still probably going to be a contributor and a really good player. And then behind him, you're going to have like a Shaden Sharp coming off. Like that's insane to think about. Do you think the uh, – this is my input. Hi, guys. Hi, Ryan. Uh, Do you think the lack of a strong big man and absolutely none coming up is a worry though? 
a little I, bit. In the in my like in the Olympics, if everyone's there, yes, yeah. that was my concern with their uh, tournament this go around. But Kristaps Porzingis didn't play for Latvia. Wemby wasn't there for France. So I think it just depends on if everyone's gonna be there and uh, how that's gonna like shake out. Like if Jokic is there, then obviously huge problem for Canada. Huge problem for everyone to be honest. Like Giannis, if he's there, huge problem uh, for Canada. So I think it just depends on the roster. I just even mean in the long run, though, because there's not even one coming. No, that's that's the problem. Like Zach Eadie's the only guy, and, and so he's far not, he's I'm, not. He doesn't seem no. like he's going to be that guy. I don't think he's going to be that guy. No. Yeah. So you're right. It is a concern. The, this team isn't going to be perfect. Yeah. They're they're not a team USA where they just have like insane amount of talent available. No. They just need those guys to commit. It's not going to be that. You're, that's why again, Team Canada has to build a team. Like mm-hmm. it can't just be throw talent together because they still as great as they've gotten talent wise, they're still not there yet. So they need to build a team that makes sense, which is like to your point. What they've done is they've like uh, they've gotten this mentality. They've taken it from boxing, where like we're gonna tie our opponents out, body blows, like tough shots, and then at the end we're gonna knock them out when it's the right time to do it, right? So they know they're an undersized team. They know they're gonna have to do these things to play to advantage by tiring opponents out, use their speed and their athleticism. And I think them being aware of that helps. But you're right; it will be a concern long term. I find it very funny that I know this is like strictly a basketball podcast, but that seems to be a growing issue in every single major men's Canadian sport. Mm. Like basketball, when you get towards the back end with looking for a big man, there's no one. Uh, hockey, goalies have always been a struggle for Canada. Yeah. Soccer, defense is a big concern. There seems to be a very strange theme. And having followed like other sports for the while, that's why I pointed it out because in basketball terms, Dwight Powell is not enough. No. Zach Eadie will not be enough. Kelly uh, Olynyk's getting old, and also he's, he's not, enough. not enough. He's also not enough. He's, he's a good stretch international, like big. But again, if you have Jokic or Giannis on the other side, just not doing anything. Yeah, you're but do you trouble. think maybe Canada tries like a whole small ball thing in like next tournaments to come because they don't have the options? Well, they, I don't they, know. they've actually been trying in this tournament already. But yeah. to be fair, like you guys have all just said, they haven't really had issues with the other centers because a lot of the really good ones yeah. haven't showed up they are doing small ball but at the same time they're not because their starting lineup has Dwight Powell and Kelly Olenek in it so they well, are... that's their starting lineup but throughout the sure, game they sure, have sure. moments where they play small they're doing ball. like a very Raptors-esque small ball they like are six nines yeah. six, yes, ten yeah. guys who aren't really small but they're kind of more mobile wing-ish guys yeah absolutely. I'm not saying he could get to that point but how tall is O'Shea Brissett is he six ten-ish no, he's I like want to say six eight. Oh, he's shorter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought maybe he had a little bit more length to him. I thought maybe that's that another name be. we didn't mention. Who it would probably yeah. be. Well, he was supposed could... to be on this team, yeah. and he backed I actually, out. Yeah, he's six I, seven. I really he's like, six seven, so oh. he's shorter. I really like O'Shea Brissett, but I thought he was a little bit too. taller than that. I don't. I don't know if how he skeezes in or skeezes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he gets in otherwise, but yeah. And then you guys mentioned Nikhil Alexander Walker too. Do you what what like how do you feel about him just like overall? I love him. I think he has proven so many people wrong this tournament. When he hits his first shot, he has some type of confidence with him. And I think that his cousin has helped to really rejuvenate his game a lot because that cousin to cousin combo, when they hit it, it yeah. like hits every time. He looks like he's having a blast. His defense has been actually really solid too, as well. It's gotten better for sure. For sure. And he's just more often than not produced in these games. And even when he's not, he is out there contributing. And I love to see it. I think we're all fans of him here. I think that we all really wanted to see his career go into a positive direction. I don't think he's going to be a main contributing factor when you see like the Jamals and such come in, but he's going to be a good addition to really give you 10 solid minutes off this team. And I, I've really enjoyed watching him play in this tournament. 
Yeah, right? I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you go ahead. This is your podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like I'm I'm happy with his with his output this whole tournament. He's proven me wrong. I w- I am rooting for him. Not obviously not rooting against him or anything, but I didn't think that he would be that uh, big of a player just because I I haven't really been you know impressed with what I've seen in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But kudos to him. He's been yeah. great, and I hope he continues to go along this path in the NBA as well. He's been so. a he's been a pleasant surprise, but. I did, just to put into perspective, the bar was very low for him. It was so very low. The surprise is good, but again, there still needs to be a consistency there. You're hoping this translate to the Timberwolves where he can show more consistency and build a role for himself. I will say, if all the talent that is available to Canada is there, he is fighting for a roster spot. Like, I don't think be, so. No, I don't think so. Like I, if, if Corey Joseph was available, like with if you add a guy like Nemhard, Sharp, uh, Matherin, and Corey Joseph, I think Nikki Alexander is, uh, Walker is fighting for a spot. The chemistry with Shea helps a ton, and I'm not saying that's why he's going to make the team. I think he has like the the potential to be there. I just think like he, this is a very short spurt. We've actually seen it, so I really it, again no, I agree. I uh, not I agree. rooting against him. I just feel like just to put into perspective, he sh- this is step one for him. It's definitely not like he's established anything yet. Mm-hmm. In it's my building mind. blocks exactly. Yeah. I think too, just because you mentioned the Timberwolves, I think this is the best role he's been in his entire career yeah. like, up to this point. I think can't like that's why I worry when he goes back to the Timberwolves. I know he'll still be kind of coming off a bench spot. Maybe he'll be like that spark or whatever. But I think yeah. with Canada, this is the most perfect role he's had in his career. And I think it's the most perfect role he'll ever have. That's yeah. why I think like I think I like your point. I think he could stay on just because of what he offers when they give him like the ten minute chances. Yeah. Like, when they give him that he little needs, step. You know on. what he needs to do? He needs to like in my mind, follow a very Dennis Schroeder mold. Just, like, be a spark plug guy. When you have those minutes, when they're like, we need a bucket, we need somebody out there, go do it. But then when you're not that guy, you still have some kind of – you're not, like, a complete minus on the court, right? Dennis Schroeder, he'll he'll pass the ball around. He's not terrible defensively. And, again, very similar mold and build. Just be that spark plug guy. You just need some consistency with it. Yeah. Speaking of Germany, Germany did move on today as well. Mm-hmm. They tough performance from Schroeder after we yeah. all sung his praises. I don't think that really changes much, but because no. it's one one game. But seeing Germany come and embrace him after they won that game, even like, hey, it's okay, we still we still got your back because he's been their guy this mm-hmm. whole tournament. Your your pick, your pick's going. They're they're all the way into a medal round as well. Yeah, and then Canada is going to be back at it again against Serbia. At 4.45 in the morning on Friday. What an awful time yeah, to that's see tough. this. That's... Who's, who's going to be awake to watch it? I feel like I have to be, but I also really don't want to. It, sorry, it's... It's 5 o'clock in the morning. At what time, sorry? Or what day, sorry? Friday. Friday? Friday. Yeah, like, I guess I'll... I don't know, <laughs> Get your coffees man. bright that's and early. Really tough. I will say Canada has been, like, we've been kind of blessed with start times. They haven't been we've awful. We've been lucky. That's they, why... They haven't been awful. That's why this is, like... This Getting is, hit by a bus, man. This yeah. is really just they had to give you. they had to give the states their yeah, but like oh, are game. they using this? I guess they're all in Manila, so they're using the same like court and stuff, right? But like, damn, you couldn't have like pushed them down a little bit. I know, man, it's crazy. USA does not look unbeatable. They did lose to Lithuania in one of the games, so it, it's possible they are not. That's just this powerhouse that's going to come through and kill everyone. Which leaves us. Oh, do we want to talk about the refing in the game? Like, I just. I don't know. It it feels like a non-factor to me at this point. I just think it's was stupid to eject both Dylan Brooks yeah. off of nothing and then Luca, he deserves it because he was complaining the entire time, but do not kick a star player off of the court when they're fighting for the Olympics. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's stupid. 
I just I I get your point if you want to talk in th- integrity and like ethics of the game, but I think to Jake's point, this game is built on your stars. I'm sorry, I if Luca said something derogatory, something awful like that, it, I would completely understand. And maybe you can argue there's a buildup of it. He was doing it all game. It was but that That's that specific moment. All he did was just complain about like what I think was maybe like a fifty fifty like situation of what happened. So I'm which like. You don't kick a star out. It just left a sour taste for the I, game. I get that part. I absolutely get that part. And I agree with you that the Dylan Brooks uh, ejection was very, like, like he was just talking trash. Which is what Dylan Brooks does what, all yeah, the time. Exactly. But because he got ejected, I felt like to be consistent, you don't go looking to eject someone. But if someone is going to talk up, and Luca was talking up the whole game, there was one point where he literally did this to the refs. Yeah, the money sign. That, We're on a podcast. No one knows what this oh, means. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Listeners, uh, he was doing the... Yeah, I didn't... Even, he was doing the money sign to the refs. That's like an insanely serious accusation that, that is to bad. make towards agree. the refs. That You're is literally yeah, saying bad. that they are bribed and throwing the game. That's yeah. insane. To not even get... He could have got kicked out for that alone. Yeah. And then on top of that, he was screaming at the refs the entire game. And he even started screaming at his own coach. Because he expected his coach yeah. to then scream at the refs as well. He was mad at his coach for not screaming at the refs. So, look, Luca is a superstar. I get it. This game is built around superstars. I totally understand that point. The Dylan Brooks uh, part totally deserves criticism. I don't think he should have been ejected. But Luca was acting like a little baby. I love Luca. I have him voted as my MVP next season. We did the draft, okay? Yeah, yeah. We did the predictions. I love Luca. He was acting like a little baby in this game. Well, and, like, and there are consequences. I don't care how good of a player you are. I don't care what your status is. If you keep acting a certain way, there will eventually be consequences. Well, my part of it too is is that like this was the most high pressure moments of the game. Like it's, it's isn't the first quarter. I would agree if it's like the third quarter and it's like is like nineteenth thing, but like. Every possession, every second at that point was mattering. They're trying to make a comeback. They're like have a chance to go into the medal round. Like this is a big deal, obviously. Luca's probably one of the only superstars who consistently plays for his country. And they haven't qualified yet. Yeah. Now they, they have to exactly. go through a second chance. They haven't qualified for the Olympics. So like I feel like you have to take in some of that context. And this is kind of just a pat on the back for NBA refs then who do have these contexts and this relationship where they understand that like it's the final seconds of the game. We know a Draymond Green is a hothead, so we'll give him a bit of a leash because we don't want to eject him every single time. But but obviously you have your limits and sometimes people cross yeah, them. But I just think when it's like those mo- as somebody like again I've only refed intramural basketball it's not remotely the same thing but like if some do if it's like the finals and I know people are like very intense and their emotions are high personally like my mindset is like let them get away with a bit more because like you know how much this means and this matters to them this isn't a regular situation at least that's my like read on it so I feel like you know what this guy means to this team you know how important it is and it almost like puts more of a microscope on it when you do that and eject him where like now you're gonna have an entire like set of fans who are gonna be like well Canada got this crazy whistle in their favor if Luca was in there look they may were making that comeback if Luca was there would have happened blah 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 I just feel like you're putting attention on him when you didn't need to right versus like the whole Luca complaining was already there no one would have remembered it after the game if you just didn't do anything yeah I totally get you guys point in in that regard like i said like i understand this game is built around superstars there's just it's also like you said though there is a limit to the amount that refs will allow yeah and that's just the aspect that i see i totally agree that dylan brooks did not deserve to get ejected though that was ridiculous yeah trash talking he was doing it the whole game and that's part of his game as well 
That that part's just weird to me. He also keeps getting it from the fans too. So I feel like anyone should be exactly. allowed. Dude, the whole yeah, game. Anyone should be allowed to like give a little back. It's a guy who just seems to be just getting like ripped on by every single person in the stadium. Yeah, it's weird. I think that's the part that has made me him grow on me a lot. Is he's got thick skin, man. Like yeah. he's just taking it, and he's like, you know what? I'll be the villain. He's in his villain era. I lo- I kind of love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to love it, dude. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I want to go on record and say that I despise in any sport especially basketball, the idea that superstars are untouchable, in my opinion. Don't yeah, be an idiot, and yeah. you will not face consequences. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if you're Luka Doncic. I like, the word untouchable like, makes it sound like they're absolved from everything. Right. I don't no, think that's true. To me, to me, like refs are doing a job. They it's a hard have, job. They've, they've gotten to this point by doing their job well. Yeah. Like To me, even just showing a money sign to a ref, good enough for me for some kind of punishment. Like end of the day, you didn't even get a sure. check on that. It's hard to argue against that, but like the way I look at it is like you do that to every single superstar, and trust me, a lot of them complain. You're not gonna have many superstars for full games, and at the end of the day, that is worse for your product, and that is what the basketball is. It's an entertainment. It's I a gray area. I just don't yeah. like the idea that if Luka Doncic went over to one of his teammates and said, "Hey, go up to the ref and do a money sign thing," that player. Well, potentially in my opinion that player is potentially getting a more severe punishment and I, I totally agree I think it's entirely lame and he was getting mad at his teammates because they were not going at the ref yeah that I, think, was I, also think it's, I think it's super lame I, I think, think it's I think it's lame that he's whining but at the end of the day like the the money sign thing I could see like a fine for after maybe but yeah like this is like the final moments of like a knockout stage game like you're you're stripping the team of their best player. Like think of in the NBA. I know this is not the right at all, but think of in the NBA finals when people are just like tensions are so high. You're like doing all, and then you just kick out Nikola Jokic. You're like, nah, goodbye. Like it. Like I don't I don't Did agree with that. My my out? problem though is that if <laughs> I don't think Luka deserves to get kicked I mean, out. If, if, it's Nico- kicked if Nikola Jokic doesn't have a single tech and he complains and is the fourth quarter in the last two minutes, give him a tech. Sure. If you know he's about to get ejected. Unless he says something completely out of line, like derogatory, racist, etc., I just I'd let it like in my mind, like yeah, sure, let him cuss him out a bit. I think as a ref, every single player should be treated equally, and then if after your best player gets ejected and you want to get mad at someone, get mad at the player. But that's just, never gonna happen. I think that's just not like that's realistic. unrealistic. No, I know it is unrealistic, but it's in my opinion, it's how it should be. I think whether you're a star or not, have some respect about your game, and there shouldn't you shouldn't run into issues. I think that if if Luca's getting ejected. Slovenia fans should be mad at Luca. Quite frankly, like I, I know, I know it's tense. I know emotions are like a natural human thing. Yeah. But if you're a professional at that level, you need to learn how to control them. You have a country on your back. Yeah. You have yeah. People watching. I do think Luca control is. Yourself. Yeah. Luca's at like the highest like point of this example because he whines all the time. Yeah, yeah. But like, do a press conference after and take a fine and yeah. speak your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. On the court, play basketball and let whatever happens happen. Don't. Don't mix in these issues and you won't face them yeah that's true in fairness i will say luca handled the post game like a champion he did he was so professional very like uh congratulatory to canada very poised that part i guess like what i hope from all of this luca understands that this has become a problem for him and his reputation and that he comes out of it like you like to all of the points like i completely agree with you ryan that like he needs to look at himself and be like, I need to fix this issue because this is going to start costing me in the NBA because, again, a reputation is going to build, which you obviously don't want. So I hope he takes this and he learns from it. Yeah, well, yeah and what if what if it comes to the circumstance that, like the Mavs are in like a deep playoff series, they have a chance to win it, and then Luka is once again pulling out these money signs or he's, yeah. he's saying things to someone or something. You have to hold the standard high. Yeah. I think, uh, to your point, internationally – 
having this like thin like leash is easier because like European fan bases aren't used to just like a big super like their product, the FIBA product isn't like totally like uh reliant on superstars. Obviously it helps, but like the FIBA World Cup was gonna do how well it was gonna do regardless, I think. Obviously you saw guys step out anyways. Yeah. Versus the NBA product without superstars, that league doesn't really have a whole lot there. I yeah. don't think so. No. You, so I think to yeah, your point, internationally, I guess I would side with you more that like kinda like keep the line clear and be ethical about it. In the NBA, I'm more on the side of like you got to give the superstars a bit of leeway. The I think NBA. Well, it's also them. the norm in the NBA. Yeah, those refs are abused. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. refs are straight up abused. Yeah, which I, I think needs I think needs a touch up personally. It, it does, yeah. but like also like if it's it's so hard because the, the it's a slippery slope, right? If I'm if I'm a referee and I start ejecting every superstar, do you think yeah. the NBA is gonna want me refing some of their high no, quality no games? Chance. No, no, they're not. And that's no, so- but I, I think I think there also needs to be the standard held that you are professional, and it's a standard that's held, in my opinion, in genuinely every other sport in existence. You you even yeah. mentioned you even mentioned boxing. We'll go to like UFC. Yeah. There's no one more respected in an octagon than the ref, even yeah, when there's like right. an early stoppage. The the fighters who just came back from kicking, punching, and like submitting, they stand up and they voice their opinion. But there's no there's no problems. There has to be like some kind of standard held, in my opinion, that says don't verbally assault our workers, and you're fine. That's that's my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. You guys watch this stuff more than I do. No, I agree. With no, that. you're right. It's just yeah. that like in the NBA, I guess it it. it the dollars will be affected the most. It, and yeah, yeah, it is also a slippery slope. Yeah. Because you don't want a finals game. We this, this ref debate is such a tough issue because you don't want egos, but you also want them to be respected. And then there's like, if they're not respected, then they gain more egos. And yeah, it's just like... It's, there's I no think easy side you don't, you don't want referees abused, but also at the end of the day, the star of the show is not the referee. We're not there no. to watch the ref, exactly. Yeah. I have no problem voicing your opinion over a call or something that you find yeah. stupid on the court. I just think you need to control yourself to a point that you're not being accusatory, you're not bringing in like unrelated basketball issues. Yeah, that it. that I can 100% agree yeah. with. As long as we agree that players should be allowed to complain about oh, it. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's, that's in every sport. sport. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I jinx it. Hey. Well, yeah. yeah, the accusatory stuff, you know what, fair enough. I think that is something where you're crossing a line where you're questioning somebody's integrity in their job. I do agree that you should yeah. keep that out of it. Call a guy stupid. I don't care, but like, yeah. don't, don't bring it to a line that doesn't have to be at where it's considered unprofessional. Yeah, for sure. I'm with that. Their profession is complaining about not getting free throws, realistically. Pretty much. <laughs> not getting fouled. Like that, that's realistically a lot of what their job is. But when yeah. you bring it to a point where that's no longer what it's about, and you're essentially calling someone horrible at their job and... Repeatedly. Uh, like, yeah, and like untrustworthy or whatever mm-hmm. you want to put about it, I think even the NBA has to hold that standard. Fun yeah. fact, no uh, player has ever fouled another player. Yeah, if you ask every single player if they've ever committed a foul, they'll no, say they've no. They've never done it before. Yeah. It took me a second to get oh, what you I were saying. I had no, no clue what you meant. <laughs> or you could say the opposite. Every time a player has gotten hit while like playing basketball, it's a foul by the other team. Yeah, you know, let's just time. make NBA street ball. Why not? <laughs> yeah, just make it That's a troll. This is a troll. <laughs> NBA Street 2 was like one of my favorite video games. I was going to say, make it just blacktop. So much fun. Could you imagine? That was awesome. Let's wrap up this FIBA talk by looking forward at the rest of the tournament. There is two more days remaining. The semifinals, Serbia versus Canada, like we mentioned, at 4.45. USA, Germany at 8.40. These are all Eastern Standard Times. Let's do some quick picks quickly before we wrap the pod because we are running late. Let's talk about the USA-Germany game first. Who? Let's do a little roundtable. Who do we all think is going to be moving to the finals? Daniel, start with you. USA. Yeah, okay. USA. Yeah, USA, dude. Right, USA yeah. wins by 16. 
Okay. Oh, wow, okay. He's got the whole score and everything. Zolfi? Uh, you know I can't change my pick now. Yeah, I'm you going with yeah, you I have gotta, to go with Germany. Also, I think uh, Germany's just a better like team. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks horrible this tournament. I think he's super overrated in my opinion. We can talk about that another day. Oh, yeah, that's a that's another day combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Germany. I think they're just a more poised team, and I think similar to Lithuania, they might stun this team USA unless Anthony Edwards like, goes off. I'm going USA. I'm not going to pick against the favorites. And then finally, Serbia, Canada. Canada is the favorite for the game. Daniel? Okay. Yeah, Canada, easily. Wow, that was really clever and funny. Thank you. Thank Sorry. you. That's yeah, right. Canada. They're they're awesome. Shea Gilders Alexander, generational talent. Canada. Ryan? I really want to say Serbia. I'm going to say Canada. Okay. <laughs> Why do you want to say Serbia? Uh, because of Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> oh, yeah. He picked him in his draft, oh, yeah, remember? Right. That's the other one, isn't it? No, Bogdan is uh, on the Bojan is the one on the Pistons that is 34 years old and plays for Serbia. Is he? I thought no, was... that's Bogdan. I thought Bogdan was on Serbia. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you pick oh, your draft no. round? No, I, I picked it right. Regard- oh, actually, no, yeah, it definitely he... is Bogdan. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you picked your draft, you know what? right? Yeah, no, because Bojan is from Bosnia. I think. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, your draft was Oh, right. yeah, Canada all day. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Serbia has no chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Canada, win by 15 points. I'm also going to go Canada mainly because Bogdan made fun of me and laughed and pointed at me last year. So I, this is my revenge. Canada's many, coming Jake, back. How many NBA players have abused you yeah, when Jake, they visited the arena? Man. What, is, it's what, what is up with you? Also, getting know. clowned by Bogdan? Yeah, I know. That guy has his same you name You let twice. him clown you? I was really sad. Are it was you, when I first started, so I Jake, had to. You have to. like 20 stories from 20 different NBA players just abusing Montrez you. Harrell, they just see you Kevin Durant. And they're like, yeah, oh, this like, like, I'm just going to bully this guy. Like, yeah. what's their problem? Dude, that guy is so easy to make fun of. Yeah. How did you not come back with something? <laughs> Look at this pudgy white guy. I'm just going <laughs> to rip on him. Oh, I wasn't talking about Jake. What the? <laughs> Who are we talking about? I was talking about Bogdan. Oh, Bogdan. That yeah, guy's name is You could have definitely like chirped him back. Yeah. Bogdan Easy. Bogdanovich? Yeah. Come on now. Name's so nice, they named him twice. Alright. Anyways, also, let's end the pudgy. podcast. <laughs> I, I I don't like I don't I don't want to go as far as to say like chubby because you're not. So I'm just thinking What is of, happening like, here? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of like something like you're not slender. I'm not no, slender, know. you know what I mean? Oh, one we're, second. Slenderman. We're a Kyle Lowry esque boys. Right yeah. in front of us. Can you say that again? They say that you're both not We're not slender. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Sorry, that's rude. Let's end the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Because we're not going to have another pod until the end of the tournament. So it's going off our picks. Who's winning the tournament? Canada. Okay. Oh, Canada. Just like bias. Yeah. Realistically, probably USA. But Canada. You got to pick Canada. Yeah. Hello, US and I. Okay. So <laughs> we are all going Canada except for Ryan, who does not count. But I think that's a good spot. Why do I not count? What does that mean? <laughs> because you sneaked your way onto this podcast. I was right? in the corner. I lasted an hour before I even got the voice anything. That's true. Yeah, I deserve my pick. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Dream Team Podcast. If you do, guys want to go and vote on our poll, it will be live on our Twitter within the next 24 hours of this podcast releasing. So go on to our Twitter at dream underscore team pod. Follow us there as well. You can find us on Instagram at dream underscore team underscore pod. A lot of underscores going on in our names here. But if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake underscore Schultz six and follow the pod on Apple, Spotify, ever. You can think of us five stars, all that jazz. Zulfi, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zulfi underscore Shake, Z-U-L-F-I underscore S-H-E-I-K-H. Also, we need more reviews. It's been a while. Leave yeah. some feedback. Dan, where, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter at Raptors Vision. 
not changing my name. And then on, on Instagram, uh, DD's Digital, D E D E S Digital. And you can follow Spencer at Kloss Hawk Sports on Twitter. Ryan, since you're a guest, what's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is Ryan Galati One, but don't worry about it. If you hate me on this podcast, I'll never be here again. Don't base your opinions off that. Thank you. But if you like him, let us know. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll bring him back. Won't yeah. matter. Leave a review. Just let us know. That wraps up this baby. episode. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye. <laughs>